Thank you, Miss Zoom. There, I, you probably saw seen on the news that there was this whole strike situation going on in New York, where there were uh, one of the largest hospitals, it was Montefiore and Mount Sinai, the nurses went on strike. So that prompted me to kind of get into, into, go into the studio of, are nurses allowed to go on strike? Um, obviously, in general, anyone going on strike is a question, but certainly nurses, doctors, people in the medical field where the consequences for the strike are obviously heightened and much more extreme. Even if, as the case may be here, where they bring in temporary nurses, but a temporary nurse doesn't necessarily know where everything is in the hospital. They don't know protocol. No one wants to have that temporary nurse being their, being their nurse because it's just, you know, you people like having the doctor they're familiar with, et cetera. And therefore, I started looking into this, but at the root of it is a different sugya. So if we have time, we'll get back to the nurse's sugya, which is how I got to this. But the root of it really comes down to the sugya of a poel and what exactly is the rights of a poel. So that's what I want to discuss today. Again, you, I, when I asked on the chat what people wanted to hear, alamdas, halacha, machshava, gemara, no one got back to me. So I figured I would do a little halacha, a little alamdas, uh, and I'll leave the chasidas for Yaakov. Great. Okay, fine. So the it's great because we uh we all learned this together. Uh, well, some of us learned this together in Shana Gimel. Some of us didn't stay Shana Gimel. What can I say? Some of us didn't stay Shana Base. What can I say? All right. New, new. The um the halacha and Gemara Bamba Tzid already discusses. There's a distinction between a poel and a kabbal. Right, a poel is someone who is your day laborer. You hire them by the day, or as a kabbal, you hire them to, to be a contractor, and therefore they are there for to do a job, to do a project. And there are many nafkinis between the two. Um, first of all, just in general, practically, a kablan works at their own works at their on their own pace. You can hire, generally speaking, you hire a kablan. They'll do what they usually tell you. I'll build your house for you in six, nine, ten months. Even if it takes longer than that, they're usually giving you the time frame. Whereas the poel, you basically say to them, "Come to me tomorrow at six a.m. Leave at six p.m. And what's the definition of the job? What's the job description? Really do whatever I want you to do. So if it's harvesting my field, that's what you'll do. If halfway through the day, I want you to go and paint my house. That's what you do. You're a day, you're a day laborer. So this is, again, the Kabbalah and the Poel. The Gemara tells us already about, about Metziah on Daf Yudam and Achlif that Poel Yochar Lachsurbo, that a Poel is allowed to renege, retract. So this is, I think, the root of the difference between a Poel and Kabbalah, but really this is going to take us to what exactly a Poel is. What do we mean by the fact that a Poel Yochar Lachsurbo? So if a Poel, let's say, is working for you you hire him at six, come to you, let's just stay your day for $1,000 to work from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And he's working there, you know, first six six hours of the day. And then it comes 12 o'clock. He can get up and say, adios, I'm out of here. Ah, he gave you his word. Ah, he promised to work all day. But more than that, the Gemara also says, he has the upper hand. What do we mean by he has the upper hand? So the simplest understanding of this is that even if, by him walking away, by him reneging, it's going to incur a loss on behalf of the balabayas. Meaning to say, because the basic analogy would be, if to hire someone for a full day is $1,000, but to hire someone for half a day is $600, so now the poel is, by him walking away at 12 o'clock, I don't know, he ate his bagel, and now he's tired, he wants to go, so he now has to, he's now going to cause you to have to go find a half-day work, which is going to be $600, now you're going to be out $100, because again, you only budgeted for 1000 not 1100 you can't say to the poem, I'm only going to pay you 400 You know, you must pay him the 500 and he can uh, go on his merry way and say to you, you have to, you eat the lost. That's the simplest way. And it gets more complicated and there's there are more permutations of this, which we will hopefully see going forward. 
Why is this true? Why why is the pole Yachalach Serbo? So the Gemara quotes a pasuk for this. The Ksiv he leaves the Yisrael Avadim 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 to me, but not Avadim LaAvadim. The pasuk the Gemara quotes is that God says to the Jewish people, "You are slaves to me, slaves to me, but not slaves to slaves." And that's where we are. We're, we're, we're at, and this is not just a nice as I as I said before. I gave part of this over before to the show. I say this is not just a nice drush. I'm going to give over partial spot then, but this is a real halachic concept. That a poel can reneg, walk away happy for the day, but yodo yodo that even incurs a loss, which again we'll see how far we will take that. So I'm going to ask now three any questions on that before I proceed. All right, good. Basic mark. Three questions on this. Number one is: Is this a dinda araisa or dinda rabbanon? As in this concept of chilib negisrol avodim that seemingly you can't. Um, that um, you're not a slave to someone else. You can't put yourself into some sort of indentured servitude. Number two is going to be, what is the, the nature of the relationship between a poel and an evet? That it, there is going to be an overlap. Again, a poel and an evet are both doing work for, an ivri, obviously, both doing work for you, but seemingly the evet ivri is stuck, the poel is not stuck. Is this always true? What is the nature in the relationship? And then lastly, we always need to have a chakira, even though we're not going to spend much time on this, and then as Yesh Lachkar, we have to ask that this, that a poel is not allowed to, um, not allowed to make himself stuck in a situation, that he's able to renege. And as we'll see, this even plays out in terms of how long a poel is allowed to work, how long a contract can be. Is this a din in the fact that it says a chus of the poel, that he has the right never to enter into a contract that binds him for more than a duration of time? Or no, that this is actually an isser, if you will. That the poll is not allowed to stick himself in a situation that resembles some sort of obvious, that he's making himself mishuba to someone else. So those are the three things I want to address over the next few uh, few minutes. Yes, no, good. Questions, comments, observations? Excellent. Okay, fine. Comes along Taisvis right there on the page. Taisvis says as follows. Nearly. You have a gemara in front of you. That don't think that the vert when the pasuk tells us that a person's not allowed to be mishabit himself as an evid ivri because you're you're only an evid to God. Don't think you can't then rent yourself out, i.e., put yourself in some sort of long term contract. It's only an evid ivri who can't retract, who's actually mishubah. The ena yotza kodem's man who can't leave before his time is up. El unless you give him the shachshifer. It's only he who's over because of an evidivri, but everyone else is allowed. The way the Birchas Avram put it is, Toysva's issue with Avadim is you're making yourself Meshubud. It's only someone who's actually making himself Meshubud, but if, so long as you have the ability to recant, to renege, to walk away, so then you can. This is in contrast to the Mordechai. The Mordechai is found in Perkel Umnim, who says as follows. The Mordechai says, um, again, basically, Tosfos question that if it's you can't become an Evid Ivri, it's also become an Evid Ivri, so then you can't also And Tosfos basically says no, because you're a poil. However, then he says venerally, for this reason that there's this concept. Floating around again, we haven't figured out the rice of the rabbon on what exactly it is of Kiliyah Evid. You're only never to God, a someone who's a malamid, a soifer, or shamalachus. Bilahaskir atzmo lios bias balabias lios bekeva imo lios somuch al shachon abuli havesik yosimik moshana. To enter into a long-term contract, which he says is three years, where you're sitting in the in the, in the balabias's house, eating off his table, 
there's seemingly a problem here because the folks fame because less than three years you can say you're still a sachir. However, he says, that seemingly once you're in a house for more than three years, there's some sort of metamorphosis or transition that you are now becoming some sort of evan. Thus, the Mordechai, and there I'm always going to quote this in Shulchan Aruch and Shin Lama Gimel and Chal Shemishba, that there is some sort of prohibition, according to the Mordechai, to enter into a contract that's more, that's more than three years. Because you're now in violation of making yourself into an Evan. Whereas Tazim says, no, what are you talking about? You can make yourself an Evan. You can, you can make you can put yourself into service, into, into the Haskar's Atzma. That's called being a poem. That's what a poem is. The only issue is being mishubah to someone else. And how are you mishubah to someone else? When you enter into a situation when you you can't recant, you can't retract, unless there's a Shah Shikh or, or however else an Evan becomes free. So number one is like the implication for this Tazimus is there's an issue to become an Evan which threw me through a loop. Like Mehecha that's a parish of the Torah. So you st- I start looking into this already. So if you look in the Lushan of the Rambam, the Rambam says that the Torah is uh, actually bring the Rambam here. That's what Rav would want, right? You pull the Rambam out. So if you look in the Lushan of the Rambam, the Rambam says, uh, "How was it? Obviously, Bezdin can sell someone, fine. But what about how can Yisrael sell himself? Yisrael should only be Yosher, not the Torah Torah gives permission." And then the Dramas proceeds to go on to talk about when what's considered uh, what's considered how poor you have to be, how destitute you have to be, what you're allowed to have in your possession, how are you allowed to hide things, etc., etc. The Kesta Mishnah basically points out that in the event there is a need, so then you can sell yourself. So that's the position of the Rambam. There are others who seem to imply that even then it may still be an Isser, but the Torah, I spoke to Rabbi about this, Rabbi wanted to almost say either the prohibition is once you become a, um, an Evan Yirtzah, Meaning you stay past the six years, which is the context of the Gemara there, which, which you know, Ozen Shema, that, that you can't be an Evan, that's the context of the Gemara. Or that's it could be that, what do you say? That's non evadivri What? The Evan says non evadivri I mean, he's, it's a new, it's a new, it's a new, um, yeah. what do you mean by that? He's not an What is he he's then? He's Kinani, he wants to stay on. What do you mean? When you bore his ear. That's an that's an after 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 at the end of the year, at years. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were, you were saying something more more lambdas that like he now he's a new type. Okay, fine, well, fine. Um, or maybe Taka, you can say there is an iser, there is an iser involved. It's just that the Torah knows the just to uh, become an become an Evid because of the Torah recognizes that sometimes there's a need for it. It happens to be that I came across a Torah Evan Chagiga. Dori Evan Chagiga is talking about this, the, what that beginning, beginning sugya there in Beis Amad Aleph, Beis Amad Beis, the sugya there is as follows, Chati Evan Chati Ben Choren, which by the way, I always said, if the sugya of Chati Evan Chati Ben Choren didn't exist, the Minchas Chinuch would be like a half a book. Okay, whatever. So the, 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 the sugya there is that he can't serve a master one day, serve himself one day, and then the Gemara goes out to say that, oh, he also, he can't get, he can't get married, so that's what we have to free him. The Tosus immediately jumps up and down, he's like, why can't he get married? I have a brilliant idea. Sell himself as an evidivri, and then he can marry a shivcha. So Tosfos says, "No, it doesn't work because he thinks a ger can't be an evidivri." Says the Torah, "Even I don't even understand the the, the, the question of Tosfos. To sell yourself as an evidivri, you're being over a lab of making yourself an evidivri." So he says as follows: The Gemara in Kedushin, a rather famous Gemara, Gemara in Kedushin tells us how do you how do you matahir a mamzer. The Gemara tells us if you want to retire, the mom's wants to basically 
let his children become part of Klal Yisrael. What he can do is sell himself as David Avery. Then he can marry a Shivcha. Then their children, they can convert. Allegedly. I haven't confirmed this, but apparently this was done a couple of years ago by Rabbi Tenler. And he decided because of Dina Mahus which is part of the Din there, you can't become an Evid, you, you can't do this in America. So he went to one of the embassies of one of the African countries that still allows uh, Avdas and did it there. Can't confirm that, but this is what I was told, I believe by Rabbi Schwartz. Okay. So says the says the uh Tori Evan, and this is his his creativity. What do we see from here? That when there's a need, you can become an Evid Ivory. And what greater need is there than to retire your uh retire your children, retire your Zara? Says it's the same principle that's going to apply here as well. Then, in order to, and again, he's, he starts dying about Puru versus Lasheves, but in order for the, this Evid or this Kanani to have children, Lasheves, let's put it at that, that's enough of a reason that you're allowed to sell yourself as an Evid Ivory and it wouldn't be in violation of the Issa. So that's what that's what he says. So to answer a Toysavis here, Toysavis seems to imply there is some sort of Issa. What, when does the Issa apply? Toysavis can either be Always, uh, it's just the Torah gives us some sort of dispensation, or no, assuming you get Ebenezer, or at the end, or when there is no need. But be it as it may, what we're left with is that there's a concept you can't enter into uh, this sort of indentured servitude becoming an Ebed Ivri. And the question is that, so the Mordechai also thought a Poel at some point, or maybe always, can transform into and become metamorphosized, if you will, into becoming an Eved Ivri, which would then be an Isser, which is why the Mordechai was hesitant when said one should not become uh, into a long-term contract. The other question, or well, the first question I asked is, so this din, is it Daraisa or is it Darabana of Kiliavid, be an Eved Hashem and not an Eved to others? And how far then does it extend? So certainly, it's seemingly, there's an Isser to become an Eved, even Ivri, that we can, we're okay with in terms of becoming an Eved Ivri. But are we going to then say it extends even to becoming a poel that locks yourself in, or are we not going to say so? Right? Meaning, Luyasura, I think Moniha Mitzvahs don't count becoming an Ivri as an, as an Issa. But if you can get out of it, Nussi Gestetner has a piece on this, why that may, may be. Um, and I'll quote it in a minute. Okay, fine. But, why, but the question is the extension, I guess, of that Tyson is trying to make and the Mordechai is trying to make to lock yourself into that contract. Or the ability to walk out, let's put it that way, the ability to walk out of a contract and say, or, or to renege, a Paul to renege, because he says, I'm not an Ebed to you, I'm only an Ebed to Hashem, is this a, a Zechus or a, a Dindaraisa or Dindarabana? So, no, I didn't see many people talk about this. But these are This is some of my own thinking, so you can feel free to um to disagree. There's a Ritva, Ritva, everyone quotes this Ritva because there's a lot to talk about. The Ritva says that if the uh, Poel makes a Kenyan, he can't, he can't walk away. He's not allowed to walk away. Why? Why not? So the Shach already jumps up and down. And is like, what do you mean? Pasuk says, Kiliyev. Meaning to say the Shach seems to say it's, it's Daraisa. So what about the Ritva? So it seems to be the Shach definitely thinks it's Daraisa, but what about the Ritva? Why would the Ritva think, the Ritva, what, how would you explain the Ritva? The Ritva says that once you make a Kenyan, then we throw this whole Gemara out the window, and you actually are locked in. You can't walk away. You know, this whole Yad of Yonah thing doesn't apply. So uh, here's a couple understandings for the Ritva. The Kassos there in Shin Lama Gimel quotes a Chuvas Chavas Yar. It's an awesome Chuva. Chavas Yar was asked the following question, which is actually very relevant to our opening question by going on strike. There was a Chazan in a show. He shows up one year. He dives beautifully on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. So they say to him, we want to keep you around. So he takes a 10-year contract with a Shvua. He'll stay all 10 years. All right, three, four years down the line, he realizes or he gets a job offer from the town next door. More money. He's like, okay, I'm going to go over there. So the president of the show, whoever it is, says, you can't go over there. You already took a shvua. You're going to stay here. Which, what does he say? 
Mushba miyomim Harasinai that 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 of Kiliavid. Oh, beautiful. And therefore he says, I'm not bound by the Shua, I can walk away. Amazing. So the Chavez uh, Yar is not convinced. Number one, he says, is you have Taisvis, right? Mechatesh, the Ramah is correct. It's funny, actually, most of the posts think the Ramah is not correct, and the Ramah even himself seems to have this bit of a steer in the Ramah. Um, but also, then he says that you are, you're doing Malachas Shemayim. You're not doing Malachas Adam. You're, you're serving the congregation. You're helping uplift their tefillahs. That's you're working for God. So you're, you are an Ebed for Hashem. You're not an Ebed for, for them. And, okay, fine. Alicia Deitch is coming. Okay, great. The Kutsois, however, says, no, I, I, he, he totally disagrees. Totally, like, really upset about this idea of you're working for Hashem. He said, you're working for the Shul. However, he says that don't, you can't claim Mush from Yom Sinai because this is all Dinder Abanan. He says, and that's his own discussion, which we're not going to get into for now. So you can claim maybe the Ritva is saying that. This whole din is a din derabon, like the seems to think. And therefore, that's the reason why Ritva says if you take a if you take a shvu, you take a shvu, uh, you take make a Kenyan, so then you're stuck there. The Machina Ephraim says, no, the Machina Ephraim says that the Kenyan you're making is not that I'm making a Kenyan Hagoof, now I'm stuck to you. You're basically saying, I'm making a Kenyan that the job is going to get done. Almost like you're making yourself into a, a, a socha, uh, excuse me, a kabla, that the job is going to get done. And what you're saying is, I'm going to, your field will get harvested. So whether it's by me or I'm going to go and subcontract with someone else to get it done, you're basically saying, I'm making a Kenyan that the job is going to get done. That is not, that doesn't fall under the rubric of Kiliyav. And that's just saying, I'm going to get it done. It's not, a, it's not a Kenyan hakuf. It's not saying, I'm going to do it. Someone else is going to do it. And therefore, the Machan Ephraim is on the, it says that's the understanding for the ritual, and that's what the Kenyan is. Again, it's not a Kenyan on myself. The Kenyan, I'm going to do the job. Uh, by the way, just I meant to mention, I meant to mention this before. This also can help us understand why a socher, actually why a kabbalah is not under this rubric of Kiliyev. Bnei Shua points this out because he he's working on his own his own time. I mean, he's he says I come for six months. That means he can do it, work twenty four hours a day for one week and get it all done. We can work over the course of six months. Or he can be an Israeli contractor and get it done in twelve years. As I'm sure Yaakov knows, he's working on his own time, which is why I saw one of the posts can bring up. I don't remember who. I saw a lot of things while I was looking for this. I don't necessarily remember who I saw and where. I can, if you ask me, I can look up after. One of the posts said, if you, if you give a cobble, like a very, uh, what's it called? A um, a very short amount of time for a lot of work. So that could actually be um, a problem of Kiliyev. Okay, fine. So again, we're trying to understand, is this Darais or Darabonon? Ritva, you can either say it's Darabonon, like those things. Machin Ephraim thinks it's the rice and the Ritva is just talking about a different din. Um Nasan Gestetner, well, Lahara's Nasan, I have to quote because my Rebbe Rodino Feldman loves Nasan Gestetner. Anyone here familiar with his Shuvas? He's awesome. He's really awesome. He was, he was, uh, he was a, a Rosh Hashiva and a Dayan, I believe, in B'nai Brak. I think he was Nifter in like 2015, 2014. He wrote a tremendous amount. He's brilliant, like brilliant stuff, very interesting stuff. Uh, unfortunately, his shuvas aren't organized well, so they're hard to find. Um, actually, I said to Rav, I said to once Rav Feldman, I said, by the way, Rav Schechter in in Divrei Sofrim quotes Rav Nosek Shetner. He got all excited. He's like, where? I said in the footnotes. Rav Feldman's like, yeah, I was one of the footnotes in there. Okay. So Rav Nosek Shetner was a- actually was asked the following question in uh, He was asked, is it an issue to become an evidence? Our question. And within the context of this shuva, he writes, let me explain to you what the, what's going on with the Ritva. I'm going to read it to you. He says, this concept of the lo avadim la avadim, this concept of an evan la avadim, it's not an iser, 
It's the prerogative, it's the zechus, it's the right of a worker that he can recant, he can retract, he can walk away halfway through the day. So he seems to understand that it's not a iser, but the Torah tells us we're not evet. And that's our zechus, that we have the right, therefore, to be a poem. It's the Torah saying you're a poem, and therefore you can walk away in the middle of the day, even though it's going to incur a loss, and, he, and it's going to be Yad Baal Yon. That's what the Torah is giving us. But if you say, I want to waive that right, I want to take a Kenyan, I let the rich fall, I want to waive the right, I want to make myself uh, Meshubah to you, chopper dummy. So you're just waving the right the Torah gave you. Again, it's your prerogative. You can do what you want, but just know the standard is the Torah says, this is the uh, the which is also an interesting way of understanding this whole sugya. That it's more the Torah gives us a zechus, we're not never, and we have the right to waive that zechus, which kind of also puts in this like liminal space, not the raisa, not the rabbanon, but like what are we doing then? Okay, fine. So that's what we have so far. So quick chazara, welcome Alicia. Quick chazara is. We wanted to know, is this a din de Araisa? We saw, we saw that the, um, I don't remember who we saw in that at this point. Uh, we saw, Toysavis seems to think we're talking about every is a din de Araisa. We want to know, what does he mean? It's a parish and prayer. So we said, if you're destitute, maybe there's a dispensation to do it. Either the Raman seems to think it's just a dispensation. The Kessah Mishnah quotes, I think, from the Tanfum, I believe. Um, from... We saw that the Tori Evans says it gave us even uh, other examples of one wants allowed to do it in order to to tire Mamzerim in order perhaps the Hanoch the having the Tosis was in order to uh, to marry it to have the Sheves. We saw the Ritvo and the way that I want to tell Shur to the Kitsois that maybe it was uh, the Rabbanon, uh, or at least the permutation of it becoming into, an, into the world of Poel was a Rabbanon. And then we saw the Mach and Ephraim who says no, it could be Darais. It's just that you're accepting yourself the Kenyan in the way in which. The um, Masika Shatner says it's because more of it's a chus of the Torah. Okay, fine. The question is as follows. Okay, comes along Shulchan Aruch. This is found and it's easy to remember. It's three, 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 three. Shin Lama Gimel Gimel. Shulchan Aruch paskins like Tosfos. His lepol in lacha v'chosi b'chatzayon. If the poel begins to work for you and he he retracts halfway through the day, I feel um he can retract. And then he says this is, this is a very contentious line. This is like this takes this Yona a step further. That not only if he's going to incur a loss, but let's just say the the, the guy hires the guy at the beginning of the day and he advances him the money. So I'm going to hire you to come to me work all day. Here's a thousand dollars. Comes twelve o'clock. Guy's like, I'm going to leave. Goes okay, fine. So give me back the five hundred. And he says, Sorry, I I gambled it away during my lunch break. So you might think that. You might think that, and he says, okay, fine, so work it off. You got to work the rest of the day. Comes along, comes along to Shulchan Aruch. He goes, no, you could say to him, okay, I owe you money. I'll, I'll come back tomorrow, but have a good day. Like, that's how far we take Yodav El Like, even if he already took the money from him. And then there are more quotes to Mordechai. There goes Mordechai who says um, that, when I time also the poll, I feel him lamed al sofu, which happens to be, I, I, just for lack of time, I don't want to get into now. But this is where the post can start discussing like what's going on in terms of our contracts are longer. How can they be longer? They start making diyoks that only if your mom is living in the house. If you're not living in the house, we some of Shafano, so maybe it's different. The Chassam server is like, okay, fine. But the Rav is getting his whole salary paid from there. I think the Tzela Chachma, 
uh, uh, Saul Stern says, what if the, how, the Schultz paying for the house? So maybe you can claim that you can't have a long contract. Okay, fine. That, that's beyond us. Um, so what do, I, where, what, what do I want to take from there? Okay, fine. So that that this is the Shulchan Aruch. Let me a second. Try to organize my thoughts for a second. Okay, that's Shulchan Aruch. So that's one. I think the first way then, therefore, to understand our discussion is that according to Tosis and according to the Shulchan Aruch, and a poel is a poel. The issue of a a poel, uh, the issue of obvious is being mishabed yourself in a way where you can't get out, where you can't get out, and therefore, and therefore, according to the Shulchan Aruch, and I would say according to Taisvis, and, and the Katsoi says this based off a Chuvas Maimani, no Chuvas Maimani, excuse me, that therefore there's no issue with a um, a poel essentially halfway through the day walking away and saying I, I can't afford to pay, I can't afford the money, I, I lost the money you advanced to me. Okay, fine. So uh, I will get you the money some other time. That's one way to understand the sugya. There's no comparison between a poel and an eved. The only issue is an eved doing things. Excuse me, a poel doing things that start to change himself and turn him into a, a, an eved, where he's actually stuck there for more than for more than three years. So Rabbi Reese has a long essay on this in the, in his Panfe Yonah Chelak Taz. It's also I found it on Yitzhak Torah. I subsequent to this, where he says that there's another way to look at this whole sugya. Rather than looking at, like, okay, there's a concept of Poel, there's a concept of, of an Evid, and they intersect at some point, and the question is how to avoid that intersection. Maybe one can say that a Poel effectively is an Evid. That a Poel is an Evid, and, and that the issue there, and we have to find out, therefore, what is the issue exactly of, of Kili of, of Adim if a Poel is an Evid, it's just he has maybe some more rights or some fewer rights. This is the question he asks. Any questions before I begin, or thoughts, comments? Is that clear? I know just, okay, fine. I'm trying to figure where we should go. How much to get you guys? Uh, what should we cut for time? The Katsos basically says, based off this Mordechai, that the and he also again he quotes also from to his Maimini that Poel seemingly is an Eved. He is an Eved. So the question then becomes: So what is the difference between an Eved and a Poel? What's the difference between, between Eved and a Poel? So. So it goes as follows. Put it this way. One might think that the way in which an Evid becomes free is either a star shift or, or what's called Geron Kesef, where he can pay off his debt. He pays off his debt. So maybe what one can say is the Poel can, uh, the Poel doesn't need to do Geron Kesef. Rather, he can walk away and say, I owe you money. However, the Kutzoe seems to wants to argue, and this is where, as I mentioned, it was contentious in the Shulchan Aruch, that unlike the Maharik, unlike Shittas Taisvis, that according to the Mordechai, in that side, you think the Paul is Mamish and Eved, or has a din of an Eved, there's, the only way Paul can walk away is Giron Kesef. Mean to say that if the, if the owner advances, if the Balabais advances the money, and he no longer has the, and the, and the, and the Paul loses the money, he can't walk away unless he pays up the debt. He can't walk away. Why? Because the way he walks away is through Giron Kesef, through paying off the debt. He now owes $500. Again, the, the case we had was, it was $1,000. He gave him $1,000. He only worked $500. He must pay it off. Which seemingly is analogous to the case of the Abikanani. He stole whatever it is, a thousand dollars, and it takes six years to pay up a thousand dollars. So half three years through, he wants to walk away. The only way he can walk away, therefore, is through Jerome Kassav paying up the three thousand. So if this is true, if this is true, 
the question then becomes, so what is, according to the Mordechai, what is going to be the difference between a Poel and an Eved Ivri if both of them are, are built, if both of them essentially the only way they, be, they can become through, free is to grow, grow in Kesef? What's going to be the difference? Yes, good questions, comments, is that clear? Okay, fine. Right, again, because Tosfiz is clear. You just walk away. The Roshokhan could just walk away. So this is where it gets fun. So there's a couple answers. One is, Rabbi Reis quoted a Gra. And he wanted to argue that a Poel can write a star of an IOU to say that I'm, I, I owe you money and he can walk away, whereas in Evans, because it's Gufo Kona, so he can't do that. He, actually, he, has, he has to actually give the money. That's one answer. But I found some more exciting answers. Sorry, Rabbi Reis. I love Rabbi Reis. But I found some more exciting answers. Okay. There's a safer called the Minchas El Yahu. I have no idea who it is, but Rabbi Feldman sent it. Sent, I, was, I was talking to him about Sugi. He sent me he sent me a picture of of the this essay in it in Parshas Bahar. He says again, his question is, what's the difference between the, the what's the difference between the Eved Ivri and the Poel? Well, and, and clearly, there is going to be a difference because it's only by year three where the Eved, the, the, sorry, the Poel metamorphosized into taking on this Eved properties. Why three years, by the way? So if you look at the uh, Pasuk, the Pasuk says, Ki Mishnah and it's, it's double that's going to be that of a um, of an Eved. So he says as follows. Step one is that Tosvitz and Kedushin points out that one of the differences between a Poel and an Eved Ivri is that if an Eved Ivri gets sick and he can't work for three years, he still goes free after at year six. Whereas a poel, if he gets sick, he still has to make up his lost, the lost, the lost wages that he, uh, it, the lost, the lost work. Says Tosis, why? Because gufo kone, the the, the has gufo kone, his gufo is kone. What does this mean? So this actually comes to a different gemara. The gemara is a little later in uh in in Christian. the gemara is trying to figure out how exactly an evidivri goes free. So it's going through different permutations. Among them is a it's a star or, and then the gemara says the gemara says elo star shikh or star lavoli. Why do you need star or? I have a perfect idea. I have a way in which I ever can go free. Not the owner can look at him and say, Machaloch, Machaloch, and he can go free by the owner saying, I'm Mochel Bechov. So the Gemara says, Amarava, no, that doesn't work. Dosamera is evidently Gufa Kona. The evidently is Gufa's Kona. And since it's Gufa's Kona, Hamash Milan, that Harash and Mochel Al Girono ain't Girona Mochel, that you're not able to be Mochel on a Guf that's Kona. You can only be Mochel on a monetary payment. On a monetary obligation, excuse me, but not on a goof kona. So the so the Gemara is telling us that the reason why you can't just say you're Evid Ivri, you're kona, uh, you're hefker, I'm after you, like whatever. Say to your wife, by the way, that's an interesting discussion as well. I'm just a pay shoe on that. But um, why can't you mafker the Evid and say I'm done with you? Whatever money you owed me, have a good day, because you're gufo kona. This is the Gemara. That's the way everyone understands it. Comes along the Ritva, he's like mehecha tesi, or as a blachim would say, you can fill in the blank. Mehecha tesi. He says, where do we find a concept of a goof kona by an Eved Ivri? He says, we don't say Yad Balabai is Kiyad um, Eved Ivri. Maybe if we would, by, by Matziah. He goes, if we say it would only be because he's, he's like a Paul to you. He said, we don't say by Erevin. We don't say by Pigeon Misa. So what do we mean by goof kona? He's, he's totally perplexed. He says, yeah, we say goof kona by an Eved Kanani. Because an Eved Kanani is a whole, totally different Bria. We do say Yad Kiyad Bal. We do say these things. He says, more than that. He says, when it comes to an Eved Ivri, Excuse, excuse me, never Kanani. How do we transform the Evakanani who's Gufo Kono? How do we then say you're no longer Gufo Kono? We give him a star shikhor, which now not just transforms him to, into a full-fledged Jew, but also takes him from being in the status of an is of having an usser to Basisrael 
and the, the star now the star shikhar makes him in Nola Gupakona so that he can now marry Basisra. Similarly, he point uh, again by the way, get Isha. She Gufokona, you give her again. Now she's usher to you, she's mut or mutter to all the other people. Gufokona, he says, therefore, what does it mean? It must mean that we say that Evis Gufokona is not the Gufokona Badomit, that what he has, the money he has, what he owes us Gufokona, but rather we're Kona him in a way that he now is mutter to certain Isurim that beforehand he wasn't, i.e. The, when he's a full-fledged Jew, regular, free Jew, he can't he can't marry a shifa. Gufo Kona, we're only talking about in this realm of Isser, that you're Kona him, so now the Isser, he's now because of in the realm of Isser, he can marry a shifa. And therefore, the only reason you give him a star shikhar is because that allow that frees him, or now it makes him he can no longer be involved in what would what was what now is going to be Usser, i.e., marrying a shifa. So what the Ritva understands is that technically saying a mochalach or a mafkir, you could be mafkir him, but only from the monetary obligation he owes you, but there's still a gufo konalach. This is the Ritva. So this is all good and well. This is all good and well, except there is a problem. That's all. The Gemara Babakama, Kufu Gimel Amin Aleph Amin Beis is trying to determine the parameters of Gezel Hagai. Why are you allowed to steal from a guy when you cannot steal from a guy? So first, Gemara tells us, that I've approved you can't steal from a guy because the Pasuk tells us that if a Jew gets sold to a guy and he runs away, after you sold, you have to redeem him. Why can't you just run away? What if they're actually redeem him? Clearly, you can't steal from a guy. Then the Gemara goes on to talk about how you can't even play tricks on them. But then the Gemara says there are certain deceptions, not outright robbery, but certain deceptions. If there's no Chil Hashem, so that would be allowed. What are we talking about? Hafgaz Halva, that you can uh, abrogate alone. You can kind of cancel or no alone. Using that sort of uh, a, a default or deception on the loan. This is what the Gemara tells us, that's mutter by, by a guy. So, Zoktavaye, if Hafgaz Havaz mutter, then why do we have to return an Evid Ivri? After all, he says, what is servitude? It's Gerayan Kesef, as in you, owe, you owe a debt and you're paying off your debt. It's kind of like a Hava. I owe you money. I can't pay it back. So, I'm going to now work $1,000 worth of work. That's what it is. So, if he runs away, he, that's a clever way of basically being hafkaz halva. Why can't he do so? So what does Rava say? Was she thought so? Because he's Kona. He's it's it's mamish neva because it's there's there's an actual kinyan of a kinyan aguf on the evan, and that's why he can't do so. It's an actual kinyan. That's why he can't run away. So yes, Abai, yes, your your svar would be right. That technically, it would be hafkaz halva, but it's not how the evans own. It's not. It's not we don't look at the evan and say there's a loan. You look and say there's a there's a kinyan goof on this evan. So running away would be outright robbery. And that we we just determine that's gezel hager. So ask the oilam. But according to the ritva, according to the ritva, kinyan haguf of the get of the of the get of the of the evan is only midina iser that he can marry a shifa. When he's owned by the guy, we don't apply those dinim of we don't apply those dinim of kinyan iser. The only ownership the guy owns on this evan is for the monetary obligation that he that he owes to him, i.e. the hava, which means if the guy runs if the Jew runs away, there's no kinyan iser involved, so it's only hafgaz hava, and therefore it should be mutter according to the ritva. Yes, no. So what do we answer? Who do we turn to? Chaim. We say that Ram had a serve from Chaim had to learn. That's from Moshe Avrik, by the way. Yeah, we have to quote him in every shit, right? Okay. Says Rav Chaim as follows. Don't get me involved if there's a Kenyan Haguf, if there's an Isser, if there's Mamon. The fact that he's an Evid and identifies as an Evid gives him a Halay Shem Evid. And therefore, even if he runs away, 
he's stealing. He's never. He sold himself as never. So don't get yeah, technically behind it. Is there a king in Gov? Is there a king in Mammon? No, he's there's a Chalais Evid here. And he sold himself as an Evid. So therefore, when he, when he runs away, he's stealing the Evid from the guy, and that's why it's not permitted. That's why it's not permitted. Which which means to say, which means to say, perhaps, and this is what the uh the this uh safer want to say, that to bring it back to where we were, the what the Mordechai is telling us is that the distinction between a poel and an evid. Yes, at the end of the day, the poel can only retract just like the evid be growing Kesef when they pay back what they owe. But there's a fundamental distinction in the chalois that an evid is an evid, whereas a poel is not an evid. It's not a chalois evid, and therefore that's why he's allowed. He's, he, that's why it's not a problem because he's not an evid. He's a poel. It's just there's a fundamental difference between an evid and a poel. So that's the razzle dazzle chiddush of Chaim on the sugi. What do we think of that? Crickets. Okay, fine. Gaka keeps giving me thumbs up. I'm pretending to listen. Now I'm joking. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Here's, I, uh, here's another one. This came from Rabbi Feldman, Rabbi Neil Feldman. He's, this is, he, he put this together based off an Eretz Svi, Rav Shechter Shalita. Rav Shechter in Eretz Svi, Tess, Says the, has the following chiddush. The Gemara tells us in Baba Kama that Ayn Amid Beis that that an that Esna Nasser Torah feel ball emo itavoy like Kaman Bedina miamrin like come havli Esna. That obviously Esna Zayin is Aser, but if there are tove in 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 court, so it seemingly there's a chiv to pay b'day shemayim, even though we say, usually say kum lebe deravimine. This is the, this is the Gemara. The Meiri says, you know why you still Meiri says not, this is not a chiyuv to pay b'dina shemayim like most Rishonim understand. But it's actually it's a mamash a chiyuv to pay we, we waive or there's no kumle b'dramim in the case of Esnan. He goes, I'll tell you why. He says, and I don't have the lashon Meiri in front of me. I'm sorry, but he says as follows that kumle b'dramim is only ultimately from a shechter. Kumle b'dramim we only apply that when there is. When the Torah says you have a monetary obligation to pay someone, and at the same time you also have to pay for your life, whatever it may be, however he says, however he says, that when there's a chiyav moment, you ischayiv midas, when there's a chiyav moment that comes because you were mechayiv yourself, not because the Torah says you have to, you, you have to pay, but you were mechayiv yourself, we don't say kum le and therefore, in this case of the Esnan, you were machai yourself to pay her for the payer the what? Payer the payer with this Esnan, so therefore, we wouldn't say kum le As to Shechter, so how then do we explain the other Rishonim? So either he said you can say, which is probably the more shot, that they reject this Miri and think that there's always, you always say kum le whether it's a chayvis a Torah or hutla Torah al Adam or it's Or he says, maybe they understand as follows that. The Chi of Mamud, Hutl Torah on the Balabais here, again, the Esnan is considered a poet. It's looked at as a poet. Miri says that explicitly. I left that out. So maybe you could say that the payment the poet pays, that is a din mi din shemai. That's a din you pay, it's a din shehutl Torah alof. The Balabais has to pay the wages of the work. So much so, advances Rav Shechter, or Rav Shechter. So much so, that even if the Baal Bayes doesn't want to pay, you still have to go ahead. He still has to go ahead and pay. 
Because the Torah says, if someone does you, someone's a poll for you, even if you didn't agree to it necessarily, you have to pay. The Hutnu HaTorah, Torah puts on the Baal the Shalem Shiva Paul with the Paul. And he brings a bunch of riots. I just want to go through uh, one of them. Ryan and one, he says, is the Gemara Supers on Kuf Zayin Omebez talks about a case. There is a man who runs off, who goes off to Medina Sayyam, and his wife's sitting at home and she's hungry. So some other guy in the community steps up and starts paying paying her mazonis. The, the Mishnah wants to know, can he go and get, then get money back from the husband for his uh, payment? Chacham says yes, and and Hanan says Haniach Ma'osav He basically he just put his money on the uh, horns of the deer, as he's never going to get it back. The root of this, obviously, is the question of if you go ahead and if I go ahead and pay off Yaakov Levi's loan, can I then go and ask Yaakov for the money that I paid off for his loan? Whereas some say yes, and Luchanan says no. You, you can't do so. Okay. Tosis, I wouldn't by the bother. Way, what do you say? I wouldn't bother. You wouldn't bother. Tosis, I, wouldn't bother. I, didn't, I, I didn't have time to look this, this part up. I just saw this a, a few, uh, about an hour before um, I, I, we came on, that the reason for this is it's, it didn't schir us polo. Says Rosh as follows. However, even though Hanan and Chacham disagree in this particular case, they the basic Hanacha they agree on, and that is that generally they would assume that the Balabayas or the person would have to pay in the event someone goes and advances money on their behalf. Now, I don't know why. Again, I'm not sure why there's a difference between this case and a Halva, but here's the case he brings. First, the case of Yore. If I go into your, your field and I fix it up, so then you have to pay me for it. Ah, you didn't ask me to come. Still, I was I became your pole. I didn't work for you, and therefore you have to pay me for it. Because the Shafta says that's the din of the Torah of the Balabai, so Shalom Shiva Poel, that the Torah requires you pay the Poel. Number two is the case awesome about Metzia. Good thing I stayed Shana Gimel there. Case awesome about Metzia is if I say to a Shliach, go hire a pole for three uh three uh with three zoos, three shekel, I remember the exact case there. And and uh, should the, the should say the fourth always, year. What do you say? You should have said the fourth year. I did. And the uh, and the uh, shliach goes and said, hire someone. A dasbal buys it for four years. Again, he ups it a dollar. This is the minhag, a dollar, a shekel, a, a quid, whatever you wherever you are in the country right now in the world. So it works. Why does it work? Why does it work? So ultimately, because this is the minhag Medina. This is what's happening. And Rashi wants to say. He, now the poll worked for you, and you owe him this. You owe him this. This is what you owe him. Again, I'm not sure what the difference is between paying off a debt and the actual work being done, but the point Rosh is saying is even against Das Balabayas, if Paul works for you, So I so why is this? So perhaps the reason for this, the reason why there's this distinction, the reason why there's even a distinction by in Tashlumim of a poel is so fundamentally different than every other Tashlum is stemming from this Pasik of. Uh, the Libanese Yisrael, Avadim la Avadim la Avadim. But the Torah is telling us, and again, this is, I, I'm still not totally working this, I'm still working this as I'm talking to you. The Torah is telling us that the difference between an Evet and a Poel is an Evet pays off a debt. A Poel gets a check. A Poel gets a check, and this check is stemming from the, and the Pusik tells us he gets a check, and that's part of it when it's so fundamental that he gets paid. And even if it's against the Das Balabai, it's because the Pusik of Kili Evet. Is telling us you have to pay. You have to pay him. You have to pay him a check and to pay him what you owe him. The um, yeah. Meaning, meaning again, I'm I'm, I'm still working this through. Both go free with Giro and Kassif, as the as the Mordechai told us, right? Both go free with Giro and Kassif. But the difference between the poa who goes free by Giro and Kassif and the Evid is that the Giro and Kassif of the of the Evid 
is one of paying off a debt. The Giron cast of a poel is one of the wages the Torah say go you deserve because Kiliavid, because that, that's where you are. And so much so the Naftamina is, even if the, uh, the Balabai says, I don't want to pay him because I didn't hire him. If he did the work for you, then you have to pay. This is this is the uh, other answer, perhaps, to answer up this um the difference between the Mordechai and the Mordechai and what the difference is between the Poel and the um the self the, the, the and the, the Ebed. Good. Should we go on for like seven more minutes or you want to call it quits here? Call it quits here? Yeah, I'm waiting what do you say? You're gonna hear the Okay, so we're not gonna get we're not gonna get to there. Therefore, the uh, the question open up about strikes that could be for some other time, part two, some other time. Um, some awesome stuff. So I guess I'll end up another up, ten years. Always, what do you say? In another ten years. Another no, no, we'll, we'll do this monthly. Who's just going next, right? <laughs> You'll be fourteen then. All right, so I'll end up with a beautiful part I heard from Russia Weiss. Russia Weiss said that we say in Shabbos Davening Yismach Moishev Matnas Felko Ki Ever Nema. Moshe is, we say Moshe Rabbeinu is Yismach, he's, he's happy in his chilek. What's his chilek? Because ultimately, ultimately, this gets in a way to the root of what we're talking about. The biggest praise and the biggest thing, the biggest praise you can be, and the most complimentary thing you could be as a, as a Jew is Nebuchadnezzar. Nema. Nebuchadnezzar Hashem. That's who we're trying, all striving to be. So yeah, we're not a, we're not a servant to someone else. We're never we're Nebuchadnezzar and we're Nebuchadnezzar Hashem, and that's what we're all striving to be. And there's your uh, Hasidus, because our Vashavah is Hasidish. Shkoyach. Yeah. Any questions, comments?